In a world desperate to tear itself apart, only one man, and some other people, stand in the way of total destruction. Together they will right the wrongs, make bad, good, and single-handedly destroy evil, together. Who is this man you may ask? This man, is, Jeff. Hello and welcome to another episode of Jeff Jones and Friends Make It Better. The show that takes life's little annoyances, adds some dramatic music, nuance and half stories, sells it to Netflix as a documentary and quite simply makes it better. Today I am delighted to welcome our first ever repeat guest, author Tim Hardy. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, Jeff. How are you doing? I am not too bad at all, thank you. The sun is shining, the birds are singing for at least the next 12 minutes until it starts raining again. Um, yeah, with that, you, I mean, you know the score, Tim. You've been here, you've been here before. I can't remember what, what was it we moaned about before. Oh, it's elect- uh, electronics, wasn't it? And about yeah, and, and technology was my my previous gripe, and uh, I, I think we pretty much sorted that, didn't we? We did by leaving it to the younger generation. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Let them sort it out. Um, although I have realised since then they can't figure out how to work a washing machine, so we may need to revisit at some point. Yeah. That that might be purely tactical, though, Mike. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, hundred percent tactical. I think you're right there. But Tim, okay, without further ado, what is it that we are making better today? Well, today I'd like to discuss the hot topic of um, book promotion, actually, because in essence, I think it's every author's worst nightmare. So I'm, you know, I'm guess I'm looking to you to try and uh, help us work through that that knotty problem. It's going to be impossible because I released a book and then was just like, "Where's there now?" <laughs> so we're going to yeah. have what was it you find most difficult? Um, well, I think the most difficult bit of book promotion is probably book promotion <laughs> in its entirety. I mean, if you're an author, if you're anything like me, and I know obviously you are an author, I'd say you do, you probably are quite like me at that <laughs> point. Um, you, obviously, writing is quite a solitary activity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not normally a, a joint endeavour. You're typing away on your own, in your own little world, producing a particular. Uh, in a particular piece. Uh, in my case, I was doing that for 15 years before yeah. I ever went anywhere near releasing a book. Um, and, and all that time, it's nice, it's peaceful, it's quiet, all the rest of it. Um, and then you get to the point of publishing, which is the stage you just, you've just described, and then you're in for quite a rude awakening because you all of a sudden you realise that there's a really brutal truth out there that a lot of people that talk about writing lots, yeah. they don't mention this other side, which is, no one knows you exist except your <laughs> mum. It's just, you know, if no one's heard of you, no one will buy your book. And so you realise, well, I'm going to have to promote this thing. So that, that, that's the, you know, that's the solution to your problem. Yeah. But actually, most authors, if they've got my personality traits, are very ill-equipped to actually then go about book promotion to sort of make that that next leap and uh, and convert availability into um anyone being bothered which is a crucial a crucial difference <laughs> uh yeah i get I, because when i say i wrote a bit and put it out there because that's all i did my promotion was hi everyone it's here now uh, i've i've been talking about it long enough just buy it and then yes yeah, some you know close friends and family and a few you know a, a small handful but that's where i left it mm. it's it's almost like i know it was I didn't, yeah, I didn't really know what to do apart from, I don't know, tweet about it every so often, but that's not engaging. Like, yeah, it's, 
it, it how do you have you figured it out are you figuring it out um well yeah i think i figure it, you basically have to i think you have to overcome some of these ingrained i think what you've just described is a very british launch <laughs> so, you know we have done a thing it is available <laughs> and then then one one considers <laughs> considers the job is done the job. <laughs> <laughs> it really has only just started. I think that that's the that's the brutal reality. Mm. So I think, with, with, especially being, I mean, I think all authors struggle with this. But I think if you're British, we have got that very ingrained trait that we don't really like to lavish praise upon our creations and our endeavours and our achievements. Yeah. Do it. It's a. In fact, if anything, people that do that in in Britain are considered quite rude. And you know, probably if there was an uprising, they would yeah. be. They would be one of the first to be killed, wouldn't they? Um, but, so you know, it's almost a case, and I can I can sort of relate to it. You, you almost you, you'd rather destroy the creation than share it with another person and say it was good. That, that yeah. there's almost that sort of perverse side to this, where um, it's... you know we actually we, that that trait is so strong, you don't actually want to um, open yourself up to that that criticism. You'd rather keep it quiet. Well... Than, than be than be seen to be praising yourself exactly so there, there's there is a there's a couple of parts and it's and it's a mesh a mesh of so many different things there is that first of all <laughs> that kind of british the british launch of uh if you and if you do talk to someone about it, say all the time you talk about writing it and you can you can have that excitement because it's not real you say to mm. people i've got and people say oh that's a that's a great idea i love that idea me too that's why i'm writing the book and all that time yeah they, unless they say oh can i read what you've got and you say oh no it's far i can't do that then then it's it it's everything and nothing you know it's it's schrodinger's manuscript it doesn't it's brilliant it's rubbish it's everything in between but you can call it whatever you want and the idea you think's great you can talk about it with passion then it becomes kind of real and and everything changes and people say oh did mm. you finish that book oh yes i yes i i i, I did actually and then oh can i can, you know where, where can i buy it oh well you know i wouldn't i wouldn't like to put you out like, <laughs> like if you, yes it's here you can buy it. you can, you can buy from this website that i've spent money to put up and i've had some of it and and the whole process which has taken hours and hours of my time loads of money is now it's now now here but I don't, only if you want to go on you can buy a copy uh but never talk to me about it ever again because i was living absolute fear of critical mm. <laughs> criticism and judgment and you don't like it and this is my whole world and so you just kind of stop <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, absolutely and, you know it, that that thing you know make it really difficult to find is another is another classic isn't it you know sort of you know why post the link when you can just post a picture that no one can yeah. do anything with make it difficult for people to buy that product um, really, really and, fight for it yeah and uh, but i think it's i think you just hit the nail on the head it's about that fear of criticism isn't it you know uh, Writing a book is a lovely thing, and everyone goes, "Oh, jolly well done! You're 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 very creative, aren't you?" Having a physical product that somebody can then read, and then we'll have an obviously. What we're afraid of here is people having an opinion of it, aren't we? And yeah. you know, obviously, you want people to love it, but what if they don't? And that fear, in essence, is what counters effective book promotion. Again, what what you're describing here is probably one of the worst book promotion. <laughs> efforts i've ever seen if i'm being brutally honest Jim. 
we, we need to have a chat afterwards about your stats because yeah. they're, they're clearly not it's not working for you this is it it's well there's a reason why i now do a podcast and, <laughs> oh, God. and I, I, I don't promote my podcast uh either so <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, that's, that's the thing though it is just this kind of uh imposter syndrome this this yeah like i did i mean i to be 100 100 so um so i've kind of got my work class is my adult book that i'm writing and this is a labor of love that's been going on and i pick it up and i put it down i pick it up and i put it down and i'm i'm quite happy with that as it as it rolls and i don't know in another 20 years maybe i'll put the final full stop on uh but by that time there'll be no such thing as reading and we'll just communicate through telepathy but um but so we what... circle around back to that because I've not no one's told me this is happening, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's 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 known within certain circles along with the, lizard, oh, pe- the along with the lizard people, yeah. Um, okay. But we, so what I what I did was to because I, I I kind of found it also quite know, stressful just just kind of keep going back to the same manuscript. So I wrote a, a standard, just a, a, a short children's book. Which hmm. is shit? Uh, shit six, <laughs> such a which is shit. No, that's not. I meant so. Which is which is six? That's a very difficult sentence to say. So this is why I'm not going to say promoting my book. Just tell it. Just tell everyone it's shit. No. So which is six short stories? It's a hundred and something pages long. It's not. It's not big, but every every story is like um, linked to another, but purely by what someone's wearing. Yeah, all these other things. So this, I had done the first five stories um, within a year, and it took me about eighteen months to do the final story. And it was only because uh, I was having a uh, someone was I was having with illustrations because I can't draw for Duffy, and it was that person was very much, um, come on, yeah, do it, do it, it's good. Do it, do it. Yeah. And I had my, my mum and stepdad, it was well, my stepdad was, uh, was doing the illustration and and they're like, you know, it's good. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And it, it kind of literally pushed me over the line because it would probably still be sat there because I was getting to the point of, oh, this is this could be a real thing. Yeah. I'm gonna have to tell people about it. Um, so I just <laughs> so I just didn't uh, no. But you know what do you know what I mean? It's I mean, I mean how do you so you've you've got books out there. And you keep going and you keep putting books out there. Are you how you know, how much do you promote the one the, the work you've already got out there? Um well I, I suppose yeah how how do you do that? It's you you're right first of all, what you said you mentioned the word imposter syndrome, and it, these are all facets of that that mm. make it really difficult to get something creative out into the world, definitely. Um I think how do I how do I do deal with it? You just have to do it. That there is no other choice. If you actually want to sell books, then you have to put some effort into selling books. And I know this is not mm. this. Is, I mean, this is groundbreaking, revelatory stuff we're doing now. Um, but, <laughs> um, but I think it's it's that willingness that, that you know to share and to be confident in what you're what you're doing. You have you know you have to. I think part of the problem is even that there's the process of creating a book has a negative element to it because if you're anything like me i you know went through probably about 10 edits of each novel in terms of going mm-hmm. through it i self-edit which is probably another way of actually increasing my level my level of <laughs> imposter syndrome um so you know I, I always think if you haven't 
got to the point where you absolutely loathe the novel by the time you finish editing <laughs> it, done the job properly. But that, that does mean you feel quite ambivalent about it <laughs> when you get to the point of release because you've seen every flaw. You know, you know yeah. how bad it was. And you know, yeah, obviously with through the process of working on it, it becomes better. But you, you it's very hard to sometimes shake the feeling of God, that first cut was just dross. Yeah. And that almost infects then each each kind of um each sort of iteration as you, you're gradually improving it. Um but yeah, you have you just have to do it. I think you have to learn to not be afraid of criticism, I think is the the way to look at it. And you know, obviously, I'd I'd love every single person out there to think that a book written by Tim Hardy is absolutely brilliant, or, or a book written by Jeff Jones, that matter. You know, everyone would love it. The reality is, you know, not every author is a fit for every reader. Yeah, and I think the thing that I had to first sort of understand was, it's not you're not writing for everyone; you're writing for your audience, mm. and so. Your audience, the people that like the voice you have as a writer and they like the stories you tell. Um, but if they don't know you exist, you're not going to reach them. So actually what you're trying to you're trying to sell them something that they actually want. And as soon as I made that mental leap, that it's not about push, it's not about making loads of people buy a book and for, you know, pushing it out there just for sales. It's about finding an audience. Yeah. And if you think about it in that way, you're not being the pushy salesman. What you're actually doing here is being the um you're helping the audience your audience find books they love and i think you just turn that you have to turn that mindset around from being it's awful and i hate it i don't want to have anything to do with this and what if they don't like it to well if they don't like it they weren't your audience and that's good because actually now they know they don't need you know they don't like, they don't it, like stuff. it they will go on to something else but you know if you don't make the effort you'll never find the readers that do love your stuff and that that for me was a bit of a mental turning point actually where i kind of i got a bit more uh I suppose just a bit more confident that you know, there's a reason why I'm doing this, and it, it's for good. It's for a good reason. It's actually giving people an artistic product that they actually enjoy consuming. It took me a long time to get there, and I still completely panic. By the way, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, so I, I, I'm so cool, and I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I do not, and uh, I, I frequently have moments of utter panic and terror on this. But that's how I'm overcoming it, but by looking yeah. at it that way. No, that that is a really good way because it's obvious, isn't it? But you do need to really lay it out like that. Uh, yeah. For for me, it's probably the first time I've realised that actually my children's book isn't for my friends who are forty. Yeah. Um it's for their kids, uh, and actually their kids. Yeah, I mean, I I, I got some um, nice reviews from from the kids, and that's like, oh yeah, great. But actually, I still had this this thing of well, yeah my friend will judge but actually that's the thing it's not it doesn't matter it's not for them i'm sure exactly. the, the hours of peppa pig they watch isn't for them uh it's for it's for the for their kids so if they like peppa pig or not is is by the by but but promotion then I mean, so what so you're you're getting out there at the moment I mean, what does that look like i mean how much you're obviously you know you're, you're talking to me and i'm sure mm. it's just because you enjoy my company uh, yes but, but what else is you doing and absolutely how... <laughs> Yes. And how sorry, far- sorry, I should have been more for coming straight away. Yes, Jeff, I, I, I love these chats we do. Um, I, I'd love to do more of them. Yeah. But only if there's something to sell, clearly. Yes, only if there's a book uh, a book coming. Uh, well, <laughs> but how far out of your comfort zone are you going kind of to, to promote your work? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I suppose 
even getting on social media for me was a massive step. Um, again, I, I I basically was a writer in a cave in a in a solitary world. One for for many, you know, when I mentioned fifteen years of writing, probably, um, what would that be? Probably sort of, you know, fifteen of fourteen of those years were me not engaging in any form of social media, not picking up stuff like these sort of conversations to even understand the, mm. the, the problems and the challenges that were to come, actually. Um, so I think, yeah, getting onto social media was a big step for me. And again, I thought, well, why will they want to talk again? Why will they want to talk to me? They won't want to interact with me. I'm nobody. I'm nothing. My, my work is terrible. You know, again, those you have to sort of push through all those negative voices and just get on yeah. and engage. So I just engage. I didn't have anything to sell at that point. I was simply writing rather than publishing and yeah just engage and make those connections that that's actually quite a big part of book promotion is the you know i don't get an awful lot of traction from you know here's my book this is available these are the links that doesn't really do anything in terms of immediate response but if mm. i'm chatting about you know the, the day i've had or ironically if i'm talking about another book that i've really enjoyed um just being involved in part of the conversation i mean it sounds a bit mercenary but you're what you're doing is you're making yourself visible yeah, and actually, it's again, it's it's trying to counteract the mum factor here. It's no good just being a mum. You have got to meet people, and that that's what's happening. You know, with Twitter in particular, it's been exploded across. You know, I've got you know writer friends and contacts. You know, on every every continent now, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Uh, yeah, that that was the big that was quite a big step for me actually getting on social media, having the confidence to engage with with other randos like like your good <laughs> self. It's it's quite another uh the the most random of them all. But it is it's in, interesting because obviously you said um you just said about if you say, hey, here's my book, there's less traction than, than talking about you. And it kind of links back, I suppose, to what you said about or what you mentioned about um that kind of British, oh look, here's my book. And people are like, ah. Oh. Okay, here he goes, waffling on about his book again. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, okay, Tim, we get it. You've got a book. Uh, oh, yes, I'm so glad that you had a nice croissant and buttery croissant this morning for breakfast. Yeah, oh, I love a croissant. Yeah, we, you know, like, no, no, <laughs> like, it's it's that general conversation. Maybe people are too afraid that if they interact about something about a book, they just want to say, yeah, buy a copy. And then, then they have to turn around and say, oh, uh, maybe maybe yeah later i just can't find my bank card right now you know i, mm. I don't know like it's uh just a social thing because if people stumble across something themselves yeah so if they're scrolling through yeah. amazon and which is obviously algorithm to everything they like and they say oh hey this read the blurb this book looks good click job done and they've never met you before or maybe they have followed you on twitter just don't yeah. make that connection then that I suppose that's more likely to lead to the sale. So what you're doing is, yes, yeah, selling visibility of you, throwing a book post every now and then, because it, people will still see it, even if yeah. they don't in interact with it. I mean, I have a theory that I don't think I'm, a, I don't think I'm an advertiser or a marketer. And um, I think, to be honest with you, my, my view on this is I think Amazon is probably doing doing all that work for me and does it a lot better mm. than yeah. I ever possibly good um so but i think you, you're right people are more likely to so i think amazon will put it in front of people just because of how it how that algorithm works they're more likely to click it if they've heard of you and it yeah so it's that it's that kind of i suppose yeah soft marketing visibility um i mean i've, I've done the pants wettingly terrifying thing of entering competitions i mean that's obviously oh, really? uh, you know um quite quite an intimidating step 
Um, so yeah, self-published fantasy blog off um, my book Call of Bones, my debut. I, I threw that into the into that particular um, competition. I've actually made the finals on that, which I think again major battle of imposter syndrome to get to to press send. It's just, it is just ridiculous. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown, <laughs> well, I'm a grown man of the world. I've got achievements. I've, I've got qualifications. I've, you know, a successful life when it comes to submitting an electronic document to, uh, on a Google, Google page. It just becomes, you, know, you think, uh, you think I was trying to cross, um, you know, a wall of fire or something. It really is quite odd how often this comes back and you think yeah. you beat and then it comes back in a different way. But yeah, you know, again, what's the worst that could happen? Your book gets, you know, bounced out in the first round. You know, I got into the finals of 10 out of 300 i think that's pretty good i came 10th in the finals and i don't mind that at all you know i think from my point of view that was you know being judged against your peers is very scary yeah very scary indeed but you know at the end of the day you've got to you've got to take you've got to sort of take those steps and yeah you have got to be prepared to it's putting yourself out there in lots of different ways i suppose and then yeah doing stuff like this i would never have dreamt of having a, a chat on a podcast or on a you know YouTube and I've done all those things since but at the beginning I, I, I couldn't imagine that anyone would want to want to hear what I had anything to say and again imposter syndrome comes back around again doesn't it it's, it's in every every single yeah. decision you make you just have to choose the positive over the negative don't you you, you do and it is finding that I mean they like say it's it's interesting to turn a phrase there you kind of you, you finished um 10th out of the final 10 so they like, say so, well you know I've, I've finished 10th out of that round of 10, I finished 10th, which almost has that a slight kind of negative on it. But then you, yeah, you expand yeah. it out. Well, I came 10th out of 300. That's all of a sudden, that's a wow moment. Uh, and something to be very proud of. And congratulations. Um, uh, stop bragging already. But we... Yeah, stop it. Stop it. It's a good, good to it's a podcast. Yeah. Uh, on, uh, audio only. Thank God. Yes. Audio only. I'll do some imaging of uh, kind of a mega mind head. Uh, no, but... I suppose the more you do of it, the more used to it you get. So people who have yeah, been, I suppose, releasing books, the most confident promoters are the ones that that do it a lot. And it, all of a sudden it becomes kind of second mm. nature. Um, I mean, I think imposter syndrome may never go. Like it's it's one of those things that it's, it's within you. And it's, it's, I suppose it's mm. a psychological thing from, I don't know, we've all got something uh, as, a, as a trigger, but for me it was this podcast but i hate editing my, this podcast so i love this 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 is what i love yeah i will talk to people for hours and hours and have stupid conversations important conversations though this like um avid fans of the podcast will know that some some episodes are just absolute mayhem and some actually you know, fun obviously always fun but tackle kind of subjects yeah we've done shyness before and we've we've done mm. her kind of perception of of kind of artists and, and knowing self-worth and i've done missing socks and quantum mechanics like it's <laughs> but so that i can do but then i have to spend uh, yeah about three hours listening to myself back the same kind of 30 40 minutes editing and I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm just like, Jeff, you sound like such an idiot. What what this person must think of you? Is that a sentence? What must this person think of you? Um, oh, you sound like, God, you're breathing too heavily there. Oh, why would, why would you say that? Jeff, you sound very nasally. Like, all these things. And so, <laughs> so what happens is I edit, I do the editing 
Yeah. And all I need to do then is load it up to the, the site and write the blurb and post it. Mm-hmm. I can date it a year in the future if I if I want. But I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll do that tomorrow. And then it's, oh, well, oh, I haven't got quite got time to do it today. So I'll do it. Oh, it's okay, because I've said that I'll do it every couple of weeks. So what's an extra couple of days? And this is, not you, don't worry, Tim, this one's going to go out on the 15th. Uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll a be really important day. <laughs> but it is, it is it part of the same thing of, of hitting enter to the, the book competition. Um, I know people who, art, photography, putting it online, it's, it's, as soon as it's out there, it floats or sinks or whatever. But what I need to remember is what you said very rightly is first of all, is the, the audience that is targeted at going to like it? But do I like it? And I do. I, I, it's if it was someone else, I'd listen to this podcast. I'd yeah. read my, my book if I was aged um, seven to 11 um, and had a short attention span, um, which I do. Um, <laughs> so some self promotion there, Tim. Um, you should try it. Yeah, and I think imposter syndrome and being a cre- a creative person, they don't go hand in hand. It's it's, it's a war, isn't it? it? It is a war. It's interesting, actually. I was about to say, I think, in a weird way, it is, it's also quite useful. So there is, there's a facet of imposter syndrome that is helpful because if you think about it, what's the, if you have the opposite of imposter syndrome, then you think everything you do is brilliant. Yeah. Now, there, there do come risks with that. So if you're if you're a writer and you think to yourself, um, you know, you don't take any kind of outside input, you don't take any sort of uh, pay much attention to what's going on in the wider literary world in, in my sort of circle, um, you think I'm simply a genius and I shall tap away and produce this thing. And um, you know, you might be a genius. You might be. You might be. You know, what you produce might be the next great novel yeah. of the 21st century. But it's much, much more likely you're delusional. So you do, <laughs> you do need to have that ability to have. For me, I think writers are quite critical, and you know, going through editing and things, is, editing and so on, is, is it requires critical skills. But you need to be self-critical to a point to improve, hmm. but not so self-critical you burn the thing rather than <laughs> rather than releasing it to the world. So it, it's almost like a little break, and it's about the fact you need to have enough of the breaks on. To, to get the best possible version of what you're writing out there. But if you put the brakes on too hard, it stifles your creativity. Yeah. And if you have no brakes, you're going to crash. So, yeah, I think that I, I wouldn't quite go as far as to say imposter syndrome is a bad thing. I think you just need to know how to use it properly. That, I, yeah. And you know, God, Tim, you're such a, you're such a clever fellow. You should write a book because I, you know I, what? I'm going <laughs> to do that. There's, um, I've got a long, long, long term friend, very good friend of mine. Mm. um but over over the years so i do I, you know so self-confidence and things people because i'm I'm quite uh i suppose outgoing but i'm also i don't know quite shy like i always worry about what i'll do so i'll be i'll at the fall but i always worry about about it. it's it's you know, i don't know it's um it's odd but i've done stand-up comedy i've written a book i do this this podcast i can't sing so i'd give it a go uh, but everything that I've done, I have this friend who's very confident, very confident in the, in, in themselves, mm. um, probably overconfident. And every time I've done something, so when I was doing stand-up comedy, oh yeah, I might, I might give that a go. I might do that. Okay, never, never, never did. Yeah, and would have, and and almost did, and but then was very 
um like oh yeah i'll just i'll just wing it i'll just wing it and it's just something you can't do in stand up well you can it just won't go everywhere right in the book oh yeah well you know i've got this idea and da, 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 never actually comes of anything and and maybe it's yeah. not because they couldn't or can't but because they haven't got that internal barrier thinking well i'll, I'll do this and see how it goes and then keeps pushing yeah you know, almost mm. like confident people maybe want it too easy and this is an overgeneralization i appreciate that but if you've got that kind of bullshit confidence kind of just feels expectation expectation that you can do it it's going to be good first time so you tap away yeah it, it comes up perfect there you go job done when actually it's a little bit more stop start nitty-gritty revising editing and all this um so i think yeah you kind of hit the nail on on the head uh yeah, there you go. That's, uh, this is this is what this podcast brings. It brings you know in depth thought and you know mind blowing um, wisdom <laughs> to the masses, doesn't it? I, only only your episodes, Tim. <laughs> oh, right, is that right? The yeah. Yeah. We, we never found those socks, basically. <laughs> <laughs> the mind blowing wisdom. I, I I've really enjoyed this conversation because I'm very much someone who I can give someone advice. I will mm. give you advice on everything i would tell you about your nutrition and diet and exercise and i have only just recently given up smoking after 25 years i'm really i am overweight and i don't i've got a gym subscription and i i don't know i went for the first time this year the other day i'm that guy i those who can teach yeah those no those who can do those who can't teach i am the teach person and i can't even do that very well but this conversation and conversations like this i think just kind of levels out it lets you kind of understand i mean self self evaluation's important in whatever it is you you do mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i think especially as a creation uh, a creationist no some, someone <laughs> <laughs> this this podcast has taken a turn now i'm afraid uh, <laughs> especially as as you know people who create any art form you need to be, I think, self-aware enough that it's not perfect, it's not mm. for everyone, and also that it's okay and don't worry about kind of other people and what they think. It's your audience that you're going for. Put out the best product you can, be happy with it, and tell people about it. But tell the right people yep. about it. That is basically it in a nutshell. That is. Now... I think I've figured out then how we make book promotion and everything that comes with it, yeah, the the impossible better. And it's Tim Hardy's next book is Tim Hardy explains how to (laughs) promote a book and get past imposter syndrome. Like, like, just just write a book on it, Tim. Like everything we've just spoken about. Just write a book on it. Yeah, or or record it quickly in a podcast to save you the (laughs) ass. We could do that, Jeff, couldn't we? <laughs> we'll do a, we do a series where, yeah, of <laughs> a series of podcasts where I I kind of don't want to do something, but you then tell me why it's a good idea that I do it, and I do it. <gasps> hey, that's a good wow. idea. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one that you know, Tim and Jeff become self aware, something like that. <laughs> Tim and Jeff become self aware. Uh, no one's listening to that. I don't care if it's the right audience. <laughs> 
<laughs> Timmy Jeff, Jeff becomes self-aware. It's, it, it sounds like one of those American stoner movies, like <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like a, it's a Netflix documentary where we just go and try all the different drugs in the world. Like, <laughs> yes, and, um, yeah. I think well, I think that there's a danger. But what we're doing now is we're creating a bridge to where my literary career basically founders and, and falls apart oh. under under your bad influence there. <laughs> take it i would take it in yeah okay if 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 the career if the author career doesn't take off i take full responsibility to him but on that on that note i mean i look okay i i maybe not made it made it better i think we've had a fantastic conversation i think that by listening to this actually that's that's the answer so whilst we haven't come up with a way to make it just if people listen to this episode they will get the the knowledge from from you not certainly not from me of how to promote their book and it's essentially get over yourself in the words of yeah. Tim Tim Hardy. I think, <laughs> think that's I think that's quite a good that's quite a good summary. Yeah, you have you have to understand the battle you're in and what what holds you back, and you yeah. have to work hard. You know, putting strategies to sort of you know counter that. You know, and you you know, use self criticism, create you know, creatively, but in small doses. I would say, yeah, definitely beautiful. That's a completely unrelated. Mm. Um, please, Anonymous, what is it that you're working on at the moment? Gosh, Jeff, that's uh, it's incredible. So, uh, what we're now going to do, um, audience folks, is actually put into just everything that we have just discussed. <laughs> uh, so. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it just turns out, Jeff, I've just finished writing a novel. No, uh, oh, yeah, it's called A Quiet Vengeance, and it's due to be published on the fifteenth of April. I mean, it sounds great. What? Uh, quick, give us give us the blurb. Yeah, I'll give you a quick rundown. So, uh, say new novel. It's um, set in the same fantasy world I've used for for my other books, the, the Brotherhood of the Eagle series, but I've shifted um, the action to a new continent. So this one's got a much more Middle Eastern, North African um, kind of flavour to it, and it's a standalone. So. Um, the idea is that you can you don't have to read my first series to go in. This is another way into the world. Basically, you can you can pick up um, from the start. So it's got um, royal court politics and intrigue um, mixed together with life on the other side of the social spectrum with um, criminal gangs, plots and assassinations. Um, very much a book, I think, if you like character led, character driven um fantasy rather than action heavy stuff uh, this is probably more more the book for you and at its heart it's really about sort of the, the secrets that we have um from our past and how those eventually kind of catch up with us and you know what happens when they do so it's a, got quite a psychological um element to it as well uh, from that point of view um so yeah i think uh, it's a bit of a departure from sort of the cold viking-esque fantasy i've mm. done pre but um you know if you wanted insight into the wider world um that i've been working on and creating over that last 15 20 years um this would be a great place to start wow i say you kind of kind of recommend this as a kind of almost an introduction to the the wider world uh that you've created as as well yeah pretty pretty much i think i think you could start from either either direction Mm -hmm. read full series it's like a tangent off there but you know you could also start in the in the other continent and think well you could you could expand the opposite way and go and go into the stuff i've written previously basically thanks thanks and, and where where can we pick up the book on the 15th? so it, 
so yeah, from the, on the fifteenth of April, it'll be available um, on Amazon. So that, that I'm basically exclusively tied to them at the moment. So ebook and paperback format, uh, and yeah, a Quiet Vengeance. If you didn't catch the title earlier on, Quiet Vengeance by Tim Hardy. Well, there, I'll have the link in the bio to this episode. Uh, I wish you all the best of luck, uh, cracking guy, and I'm sure it's going to be great. I uh, won't read it, uh, but I'll tell everyone else to. Well, that's all I can ask, Jeff. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll be starting to pick up my book, Tim, and uh, it's been a pleasure to have you back on. Our first ever repeat guest. Um, cool. So hopefully it was uh, as memorable as the last time. Um, and, uh, yeah, all the best, best with uh, A Quiet Vengeance and everything and promoting. Yeah, well, we, it starts today, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, Brilliant. Jeff. It's no, thank you. And thank you to everyone for uh, for your time and listening to me and uh, Tim waffle on today. We've made uh, something else better, I hope, or Tim certainly has. Um, all that's left to say is uh, thank you very much, and uh, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from Tim. Say goodbye, Tim. Goodbye. Thank you.